We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. I'm Jeff Bell. I'm Patty Rising. Airbnb says it's galvanizing into action in the wake of last week's mass shooting in Arenda, but neighbors of the rented home where five people were shot to death are not satisfied. KCBS reporter Doug Sovereign says they will bring their demands to a town hall meeting with their local congressman tonight in Concord. Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky outlined a four-point plan in response to the slaughter at an Arenda Airbnb on Halloween. We say enough is enough. We galvanize. And we are making the most significant change to our platform to increase the amount of trust in our platform. That includes verifying all listings, manual human review of all high-risk reservations, a new guest guarantee, and a rapid response 24-hour neighbor complaint hotline. Arinda neighbor Christine Chalmers still has complaints, though not satisfied by Chesky's plan. It didn't show any real commitment to answering the public's questions about how Airbnb can meet its responsibilities to make its product safe. Chalmers says there is still shock and grief on her block a few doors down from the Halloween massacre. She told us earlier this week and tweeted each case about two dozen other Airbnb shootings just in the last six months, many of them fatal. She and other Arindans will ask Representative Mark DeSonier to explore new regulations beyond what Arinda itself can do. Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Concerns are now being raised after the National Transportation Safety Board's investigation into a fatal collision between a self-driving Uber and a pedestrian. More from KCBS's Jennifer Hodges. It happened in 2018. The pedestrian was walking outside of a crosswalk. The issue here was the way that the computer was programmed. It spotted the pedestrian, but the pedestrian was a jaywalking across uh, the middle of the street, uh, not in a crosswalk. And because of that didn't classify this as a pedestrian. Tim Higgins is the tech and auto reporter for the Wall Street Journal's San Francisco Bureau. This is gets to the really the heart of why um, it's increasingly looking like this is not going to be a widespread uh, adoption of this technology in the near future here is because the world is complicated and robots are having a hard time operating in the human world. Higgins says we need to remember autopilots aren't a robot car but rather a system meant only to help a driver. Jennifer Hodges, KCBS. Its views will rival that of any park anywhere. KCBS reporter Tim Ryan attended today's groundbreaking for what will be known as the Presidio Tunnel Tops Park in San Francisco. 14 spectacular acres over the new Presidio Tunnels and will be opening in the fall of 2021, says Presidio Trust CEO Gene Frazier. Reconnecting Chrissy Field and the Presidio main post. We're going to have a new playground for kids. We're going to have beautiful overlooks so you can see the Golden Gate Bridge and Alcatraz. Hundreds attended on a day that was so foggy and cold that we never did see that bridge. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi thanked many who made this happen, reaching way back. He did the biggest infrastructure project that had happened in over 100 years. He established the National Park Service, and here we are, and here we are. Thank you, Teddy Roosevelt. 
designed by noted architect James Corner. It's really an extension of that big lawn of the main post coming out over the tunnel tops um, with new uh, promontories and overlooks that focus you on particular views. There's a lot of um, plantings and gardens and pathways and places to sit. In San Francisco, Tim Ryan, KCBS. The Kincaid Fire is now 100% contained. CAL FIRE officials made the announcement last night. The fire started October 23rd and burned through 77,000 acres and 174 homes. The cause of the fire is under investigation, but it's possible that electrical equipment belonging to PG&E was involved. PG&E had cut power to a large swath of people to prevent its equipment from sparking fires in windy weather but it didn't de-energize a transmission tower near where the flames started. The city of Chico has been struggling with unprecedented growth after the campfire, which started a year ago tomorrow, nearly wiping out the neighboring town of Paradise. City manager Mark Orm says that nearly 20,000 people moved to Chico, increasing the city's population by 20 percent almost overnight. That meant everything was overwhelmed. The tax, uh, that also taxed the city's resources, including housing, as people are struggling to find a place to live. Chico was the recipient of the overwhelming vast majority of survivors and also supporting uh, the recovery effort by um, having uh, the base camps for a number of the responding agencies. Uh, it's been extremely difficult because the burn scar, although the fire, the campfire came into the city limits, it didn't destroy any structures. And so those funds, particularly through FEMA, that are meant to help in a disaster, are not eligible for us to receive a lot of the resources that we need to help mitigate the impacts. Yeah, without that money, Orme says that uh, spending money at local businesses is one way that the average person can help out. The race for San Francisco's district attorney appears to be tightening this afternoon. The Department of Elections released the latest numbers today showing that Susie Loftus' lead over Chesa Bodine is down to 879 votes. Loftus had been ahead by 2,200 votes yesterday. And in the supervisor's race, Dean Preston now leads incumbent Valley Brown, but only by 35 votes. Uh, this week, the Food and Drug Administration is expected to announce a ban on electronic cigarette flavor. But as KCBS's Dan Mitchinson reports, there may be some exemptions to the policy. Mainly that menthol will be allowed and vape stores won't be subjected to the ban. So doesn't that take some of the bite out of the whole thing? They definitely take some of the teeth out of the ban. Dr. Josh Sharfstein is the former FDA principal deputy commissioner. He tells KCBS menthol is a popular flavor among teens who vape. There's evidence for cigarettes that when youth use menthol flavors, they're more likely to become regular users. But it's still up for debate by many. There are those who argue the vaping of nicotine-based products can get people away from cigarettes. Dr. Sharfstein says that means still allowing adults the tools they need to quit while preventing kids from starting. On the other hand, if, the, if that's at a cost of many kids starting to go down the road to nicotine addiction, which could lead them to actually use cigarettes, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense. Dan Nitchinson, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio.